moments, yeah. Firstly, apologize. apologies for last week's episode, which got kind of fucked around with. Uh, why not listen to it, though? Uh, it's it's yeah. up now. Why not listen to it? I think it's a good one. I think they're getting better. I mean, so, we're not getting better at publishing them, but they're, they, they're improving. Week they're, week. they're improving week out. Sure, we might delete the whole first series and put out way, when we've put out a way better second series. But that's, you know, for now, it rules. Um, also, as we were just discussing, I am concerned that we are way too partisan to be sports journalists because uh, James was just saying to me, every week that their team isn't playing the Sunday 6pm kickoff, we just like get really into what's happening around the league and come up with whoever has that has some like comes back with some really kind of good intelligent points about the league and the game as a whole. And the person who's watched the 6pm thing for their team just like, oh, what about the fucking uh, bread ad? Yeah, it's like we watch. I'll, I'll watch. Uh, I'll be really invested in all of the NFL if the Dolphins aren't on telly. But if they're on, that's all I'll watch. And I'll just be like, ah, look at how fast they are. They're <laughs> the fastest boys in town. They are. They're, uh, they're, yeah, they keep coming up with new nicknames. Now they're, they're now they're nicknamed Blur. Like they were called the Track Meet. Uh, now they're called yeah. Blur. It's yeah. There's the Legion of Zoom. It's fantastic. And I think both of the guys. Like uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are on track to break every every single passing record. The funny thing, the interesting statistic, uh, I think um, uh, Hill's on like nine hundred and something, nine hundred and fifty odd yards, mm. and Waddle's on seven hundred and fifty odd yards. Hill, uh, so but I think he's got like I think uh, Waddle's got like five more touchdowns than like just one or two for for um, uh, Hill. It's like the strategy mm. is hit Hill real deep loads of times in the game and then uh, then lean on Waddle a little bit more closer to home, yeah, which is fine. I think they're, they're both two exciting players and they, they've, I've been watching them this week and I was, oh yeah. So I'm, I'm stoked. Waddle's a, um, Waddle's a way more, I mean, so Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill's good. Tyreek Hill is better than just running really fast. I want to make, I want to put this out there. He's not just like a sort of tall, fast Randy Moss type, like, I mean, he's not tall either. He's um, but Jalen Waddle is, I think, probably the best receiver out of the two. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Every single time something happens, I I can't. I you know, I look at them, and I he does something superhuman. So he did a catch in that game where he was just spiraling through the air. Um, yeah. So. I th- the thing is, they're box office, and that's why I think it's exciting to uh, to be able to watch them. Is because they are genuinely like exciting to watch, and I did watch them very closely this week in yeah. um, a really fucking fun game, um, yeah. which was good. So, what did happen yeah, we are, this week? We, no, that well, that being said, about being journalists, I fucking said yes last week, which obviously no one listened to because it only just went up. I said last week in as many. I said literally, Jets are shit. And what happened? They were shit. They, oh, were, bollocks, they were bollocks against perfect. the Patriots. And uh, that is the kind of hard-hitting insight. I can't, couldn't tell you why. I just know deep in my soul they're not very good. And uh, they're, do- they're doing... Uh, they're doing... They really fucked over the Dolphins with that win against uh, Teddy and Skyler. Um, oh, that's the other thing about this. these two guys, the receivers. And we'll get on to the Dolphins again because loads of crazy shit happened in that. But... Um, Tyreek Hill said in an interview, he's like, oh, do you think you can still set like records with, with a, uh, you know, a third string quarterback? And he like mm. turned to the journalist and he just said, I could set records with you or something like that. Like just amazingly <laughs> like he's that. So I was going to, th- I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the wide receiver as a person. Cause I think they're just, there's no sports, you know, mentality. Mm. You can really think about it any other sport that's the same as a wide receiver in American football? They're so... The thing is, is that American football has quite a lot of, what I guess what you call diva personalities. And it also has a few people who are just borderline insane. Like the the thing that we've... One thing that I brought up in a previous episode, for example, is that the great linebacker LT um, had nearly an ounce of crack cocaine a day. Which is just a just unbelievable little stat. Yeah. But wide receivers as a whole are these just like in 
men, mental kind of they, like fly boys. They're just they, they're so yeah. gaudy and like like just the way they look, the way they act. They're all like the the classic image of them is they're the big square sunnies. They're kind of like covered. They're very cut. They're always like covered in fucking drip. And so yeah. like jangly and gaudy, especially compared to these like they're kind of all power tight ends and the but like in the on the offense they're usually the only really kind of really kind of glitzy player because tight ends are kind of very workman like normally the yeah. line are just like fucking big guys the running backs are usually a bit more like. I don't really know how to describe the exact difference I feel between like the vibe I've, of running back and I'm, white receiver. I, I know what I know what the, the exact vibe is because I've been thinking about this re- like this week because there's been some interesting movements. So obviously Dolphins have got these two all-star fucking great wide receivers. Mm. Uh, but there's been a huge move in um in the NFL with Christian McCaffrey going to the 49ers, and we'll talk about him shortly. But basically, mm. I can't he when he was uh, he went to the 49ers and the 49ers have a guy who used to be running back called Frank Gore and Frank mm. Gore is famous for being really very very good but also being just having unheard of longevity in the position of running back and i think the difference between a wide receiver yeah. and a running back is running backs you might get if you get three good seasons you're you're good because of the absolute just mind bending battering you take every single time you yeah. touch the ball and i think they have a certain i think if you get hit that much and that hard your mentality is a lot is a lot harder you're you're not the uh you know you're not the the fighter pilot you're the mechanic i think and someone like so basically frank gore's career yes. i think he had like a like a i reckon he had a 14 year career let's have a look um and anyway when he went to um when uh, McCaffrey went to the 49ers, um, they had number 21 available, which was Frank Gore's, um, Frank Gore's number. And he usually, there's a whole load of stuff in, we've talked about numbers a lot. Like I hate the fact people don't wear the right number, uh, but lots of, lots of <laughs> yeah. players, even if they don't retire a number, they will always associate themselves with that number. And he was offered this. And usually they'll either buy the guy out or they'll approach the guy respectfully. Anyway, McCaffrey's like, nah, I respect him too much. The guy was in the league for 15 years. Yeah, and yeah. That's including five uh, five Pro Bowls uh, and one season in Miami where he barely touched the ball. I think he was very, he was pretty banged up by 2018. But like the guy, um, oh, the guy also, if I remember correctly, when he played for the New York Jets, I think he retired during the game. Yes. I think he fucking rage quitted. Yes. Yes, he did. And the Jets, cause the Jets are so shit. <laughs> like... Yeah, and he was having such a bad time. Um, but then cool, a cool thing that happened was, yeah, he did. He fucking he, he quit. Um and so he's the number three all-time rusher, probably just because he's done so much, so many. So many mm. rushes. Uh, but yeah, they get 49ers gave him um, a one day contract so he could retire as a um, as a 49er, which I think is a bit that's a bit precious. That's just a little that's a little thing that uh, quite a few teams do that. They'll sign a player for a day just to kind of have them wear the little jumper and run out and things like that. I think it's nice. Yeah. So the um anyway, the wide receivers uh, of the world. You know, Tyreek Hill calls himself a cheater, says says crazy stuff like that. Uh, we mentioned Chad Johnson before. The guy wore 85 on his shirt, so he ch- legally changed his name to Ocho Cinco. Um, you've got... Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> so, classic, so the classic but, guy. Uh, Terrell Owens, he, who is... Oh, my God, like T.O. Mid-40s, mid and I think he can still run like a 4-4, like 40-yard that. Like, he's, <laughs> he's still a, a mutant. It's amazing. But doesn't he like every year or so? Like, like he just goes, "Oh, I'm going to come back to the NFL." It's like Terrell, like you're 50. <laughs> yeah, he tried. I, I, I would see it. I'd watch it. So he, he famously played for the 49ers and the Cowboys, and uh, celebrated. He, he was he had incredible celebrations. So he did. Um, uh, he scored a touchdown for the 49ers, and then ran back to the center of the field in. Uh, Dallas to celebrate on the the star that they've got in the middle of the field. I think it was that way around. It could have been a different thing, but yeah, mm-hmm. he he was at, He also has a famous one of throwing popcorn in his face. Um, 
what and um, yeah they they just do um crazy crazy we, we haven't well. um antonio uh, antonio brown we haven't like we've we've he is the most recent wide receiver slash obvious nutter to play the oh, game sorry it was yeah i just wanted to make sure terrell owens also had a very famous uh another famous celebration where he hit a sharpie in his uh in his sock so uh he sc- he catches a touchdown walks into the end zone signs the football and then throws it into the crowd <laughs> ridiculous but yeah the antonio brown thing ah man that's we, we get to that's problematic um he, so do you know why i mean as the theory is I mean, he's one of the greatest, he's probably one of the greatest wide receivers ever, made his name with Ben Roethlisberger in in, in um, uh, Pittsburgh for the Steelers. Yes. He got absolutely shit-mixed by by uh, the Bengals. Oh, it's always the Bengals. Hmm. Everyone said that from that day on he was weird, and then he just got weirder and weirder until he's like quitting mid-game, taking off his pads and streaking through the crowd, um, getting his knob out in a hotel. Like, there's, there's basically they're saying like, hey, I think maybe we should look into this guy's brain because he got rumbled so hard. So maybe in um, 10 years' time, uh, Tua will be... Oh, that's made myself, I made myself sad. No, it's fine. Yeah. They know what no. they're getting into. That's what they said. Like, that's what oh, they said. Was, I was watching another podcast and they were like, yeah, it's what happens. Like, <laughs> it's American football. Uh, we wear helmets. <laughs> it's one of those games. Um, but yeah, so I was... And on the subject of wide receiver, I was watching the game on the NFL Network on Sunday, and they cut to um, they cut to the studio for the halftime show. And Randy Moss is like one of the lead anchors now. Yes. And Randy Moss is another one of those players who, during his playing time, was ruthlessly good and basically just got into loads of fights. Uh, off the field he had loads of off the field like stuff going on it was like he got um oh man i'm just looking at some of the stuff like it's not even worth like drug drug possession all kinds of stuff like really really weird stuff weird things there was a video of him like saying that he's going to pay pay the the drug charge with um uh you know cash that he just keeps in his car and he was always had this like really like scary um uh scary persona in the game mm. yeah, actually just being one of the greatest but also being pretty brutal off it and uh now he's just been he's just done a great rebrand and now he's on telly the same thing with michael irving i think michael irving was was pretty pretty tasty character and um yeah so i think the, the wide receiver is a, a hell of a person I, I love i love a wide receiver and um i i'm there for every single time they sign on football and throw it into the crowd I'm there for uh, Tyreek Hill calling himself the cheater. Um, it's it's part of the, the the magic of the game. I think that you you kind of need those characters because the rest of the game otherwise is way too full. Like the let's be honest about it. It's like the quarterback and the wide receiver provides the kind of fireworks that go on over the top of it. Quite otherwise, quite a gritty game. Like and I. The Dolphins are entertaining because their pass attack is electric. Like the Ravens, uh, the the reason why Lamar is so different, Lamar Jackson, the QB for the Ravens, is so different, is because it's fun to watch and it's running, which is super weird. Normally, a team that runs a lot, let's be honest, it look at highlight reel, you'll see some sick stuff, but it's pretty fucking boring. Um, The I don't know, like I, I. I love see, I love see I love seeing that kind of firework stuff, and you only get those from the most insane people. Yeah. Uh, the I will say one thing though, and that is this, and that is for all the talk of wide rece- wide receivers, and this I think this year is very much a year where running backs have returned as a force. Um, I remember even a few years ago. Um, I was reading like a sort of 538 article about football and it basically was like, you, it literally doesn't matter who your running back is for the most part. Um, and he used a lot of stats to back it up. Firstly, stats of inversions. Secondly, yeah. um, but the stats basically said that it's pretty much all the line and then and the blocking scheme and then the only the really, really elite backs 
matter after that. Now, I basically think that's not true anymore. And I think the reason is, is because I mentioned it earlier in another podcast, but I think it's because linebackers and so on are getting kind of smaller and more built to defend passing. And so suddenly teams are getting these kind of workhorse guys back, like Derek Henry's, Derek Henry's like absolutely running all over the place at the moment. Saquon Barkley is back. And then the Browns have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, Colts have Jonathan Taylor, although whether that's actually producing any wins for them is kind of a, yeah, that is different. Uh, the uh, Vikings have Dalvin Cook. Um, yeah, I like Dalvin Cook. You know, and we've just talked about Christian McCaffrey, who's, you know, been, is, looks like, you know, some sample size of one game, but looks like the missing link that turns the 49ers into a good team. Yes, I just think they need a quarterback, to be honest. Like, I, I don't think it's going to be this year because of, I don't know. I mean, I I think everyone's always doubted um, Garoppolo, and I think That's if you saw all these, I know, but he got close to the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know. It's the thing is with 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 McCaffrey, and this is a cool a cool stat that happened is McCaffrey uh, scored. He ran a touchdown. He caught a touchdown, and he threw a touchdown in yes. their win. Which I mean. I, I think I, I do agree with you that we've got this kind of new guy, this this old school running style coming back. But at the same time, you can't be competitive unless you have, uh, you know, unless you can, you're, unless the the quarterback is comfortable with throwing you the ball into the flat, dropping back into like dropping into like um, a passing mm. route. Um, and I think McCaffrey is pretty much is very uh, you know overall kind of guy like I think he's a very good offensive player um but if I was you know he's he's very rec- he's resetting a lot of records he's very very good uh but I I'd still much rather see uh you know a big guy I mean look at Jerome Bettis right no, don't mm. that guy Jerome Bettis one of the fucking most dominant running backs ever and um yeah he he's would he have a place in the NFL today I think so mm. Yeah, this is games. Uh, the game's a lot faster, but then the guys are small. I don't know. I think it's it, the, the game evolves, but like, I can't really imagine him running a very quick in route uh, or like catching the ball and then throwing for a touchdown, unless yeah. he did. And then I just look a uh, silly boy. <laughs> so um, I think I wrote down a few things about these the weekend's games. Um, yes. So I do think the 49ers are going to be decent. Um, but the next thing, firstly, Seahawks are a good team. Uh, they're going to play. In, they're playing in Munich next week. Uh, which oh, kind of cool! I'll be fucking lit. Um, but yeah, I know. I'd love to go to. I'd love to go and see a game. I I, I partied with some Germans at the Spurs uh, Stadium last year, and um, they love it. They love the American football. Did you know that uh, five hundred thousand people tried to get tickets? So it's going to be Jesus. it's completely sold out, obviously, and it's going to be wild. I reckon. Um, the see, I weirdly, uh, weirdly, I kind of think that the reason that they went for London first is literally because of the English language, I think, and because of the money, obviously. But I just when it Germany is a much more obvious base for a European NFL for the Europe for a European NFL to actually develop. Um, or sorry, European American football to develop. It was where it it had the most, um, the biggest following for their old attempts when they tried to set up NFL Europe. Um, yeah, Frankfurt and, had a really good team, and it still got quite a lot of quite a lot of fans over there. Anyway, the Seahawks are good. They played the Giants of the week weekend. The Giants have had an unbelievable season. Um, the Giants losing to them. Didn't really say much about the Giants either. That's the other thing. That's why I was like, the Seahawks are definitely good. Because the Giants did not play badly. It was two very, very stingy teams smashing into each other. And both of them are just really fucking hard to score on. Like they, like I saw loads of Giants fans were like, this and we can't, oh, we got to get around this. It's like, no, like both of you just have these like fucking unreal unreal like really well coached really well drilled tight teams like no one on on the defensive side like none of them were like blowing their assignments none of them were missing anything and so it really came down to like a couple of plays yeah um, also i mean i just dk metcalf and tyler lockett 
uh, and Marquise Goodwin, very good wide receivers. And, um, you know, realistically, there's, there's, there's obviously a, the, the gap between a, a standard NFL quarterback and, you know, the greatest to ever play the game. And even the great, like, you know, the, the Mahomeses of the league at the moment. Mm. That's, that's a big gap. But the, the rest of the dudes in the middle... They are all. They are very, very, very good at American football. They're like the the other thirty greatest quarterbacks in the entire known universe. And I think if you have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and you're an NFL level quarterback, and you are given enough time by your offensive line, you're going to score a shitload of points. And I think yeah. they've got they've got a, nobody was expecting them to be this good. Uh, and they they they're very very exciting, and I I like I like seeing. I also like the colours, yeah. And uh, I like the the aesthetic that they're bringing. Um, but I am a bit sad that uh, Dan Dan the man has uh, lost the game because I'm I'm all aboard the Giants train for this one. Yeah, um, I, you know I'm a, I'm aboard the Giants train still. I'm just saying they're really good. Also, yeah. like Geno Smith did play really well. Like so, a couple of his throws that he made were beautiful just like aesthetically beautiful and also he did a couple of like almost like Lamar Jackson-esque run, runs and that tells that kind of tells me something as well which is not that I'm not saying that like like Geno Smith you, you, just now you were saying that pretty much all the quarterbacks that are kind of in the middle are all really good and I agree and also by that same token, there's quite a lot of QBs that came in and flunked that could have been in the middle, at least. Um, it's just that they were in teams that were just kind of chaotic and their their career got fucked up early. That That's definitely true. And I think Geno Smith is like a classic example of why that is. Like, he came into the Jets. The Jets just fucking, like, chewed him up and spit him out. He bounced around a bit. He's got his opportunities to start. But... He's got his opportunity on a really well-drilled, well-coached team that Pete Carroll's and the the way they've designed that that offense is like it's designed so that it kind of makes things quite easy for him. Like it it plays to all the things he's good at. Well, it did at the start of the season, at least. And so the the success has bred more success for him. You know, he's he feels good. He doesn't. He feels like he can relax a bit now. And it's all so much of it must be about being able to just kind of stay calm. Yeah, and he's given the opportunity as well. I think it's, um, I think it's an exciting time for them. The problem is, it's just like that, that side of the, the league, the NFC. Yes, is just, you know, I mean, we, my notes say I want to apologise to the NC and say I'm unfair. I, I, I was unfair to them. Uh, my notes say that I think the Vikings also look good. However, I still don't really trust the NFC. I also don't trust the Vikings still, really. But they're smart and well-coached. The thing is with the NFC is there are a few good teams. And I'm not saying that all the AFC teams are good, but there's some real shit in the NFC. Like the fucking, the Falcons are top of their division. That's a clown division. You can't, like, that is that is a fucking awful, awful, awful. Yeah, I mean, there's, there. There's no reason why the Falcons are like. Let's say if the Falcons, it could have it could be any of them. Probably not the Panthers now that they're probably mm. too far behind. But out of the Saints, Bucks, and Falcons, it could be any of them winning the NFC South and potentially going in on a losing record, uh, which is going to be extra hilarious because there's going to be people who's going to win ten plus games in the AFC and then not get into the playoffs. So um, yeah, it's it's bizarre. Um, the NFC West is going to get interesting again. Now that McCaffrey, all of a sudden, as you said, the pieces coming together, I'm like looking at that 49ers game at the beginning of the season it, on the Dolphins schedule. I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be fine, you know. Whatever. Now I'm like, ah, geez, that's that could be a bit of a slip up. And then all of a sudden, you're into into other territory. The other team I think is bollocks is the Packers, um, and I'm I used to really love Aaron Rodgers, and I just think he's kind of a dickhead now. He's um, he's just really letting me down with his general whinginess and not like this is the problem with a real great quarterback in your team and I think this is what happened I mean I don't know a huge amount about what happened directly with Dan Marino but like you can have some really really good years but if you're just relying on your this one guy to force everything in 
you're going to be shit. Like you need the, the teams that when he won the Super Bowl, the team was very good. And this team, you know, it's not it's not producing the same stuff. Aaron Jones is a running back, and I just completely forgot about that. Like he's not <laughs> he's not been on my like I wanted the Dolphins to pick him up. It was Aaron Jones, right? Aaron Jones, yeah. I I I wanted the Dolphins to pick him up, and he's just not been anywhere. Like, what's going on with Green Bay? They uh, they got beaten to shit. Oh, he did 143 yards against the Bills. Oh, fine. So I am wrong. He has been there. Maybe that's just the game that I've noticed him on. Um. Oh, the man was born in 1994. <laughs> just looking at people's birthdays in the NFL is depressing. Um. And then, okay, but yeah, the NFC, right? So then the mm. NFC East is bananas because <laughs> <laughs> there's the, the, the top three teams, Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, have between them lost four games. And I think the Giants, I mean, you know, it only takes the Giants beating the Eagles or the Cowboys beating the Eagles for that zero to start to look a little bit more human. Um, okay. Can they go undefeated? I hope. I don't think so. I don't think anyone can can win that many games. I mean, when the Dolphins did it, you only have to win like four of them. <laughs> and uh, now the guy is like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, NFC, the Vikings. Ah, the Vikings. Fucking Vikings. Five wins in a row. Uh, second longest active win streak in the league. Did um, you see? Uh, did you see Kirk Cousins' running touchdown? No, I didn't. It was unbelievably impressive it he was so fast man like i don't think even he thinks he's that fast he basically he dodged like two defenders one of the, and then uh and then one of them basically what one of them missed a really a really bad tackle they kind of dived and clipped his heels and he realized he had space in front of him and he had to turn the corner he turned literally like a you know on a on a on a piece like a running back does and just yeah. pegged it up but like I honestly don't even think even he thought he had that. He looked surprised. He looked genuinely surprised. I don't think even he thought he could be that fast. Wow. Uh, well, it was like it was almost like the adrenaline thing, you know. If you like, you suddenly run. You go, oh no! You're like, wait, I don't even know I could do that. He didn't think he could run that quick. I know that. <laughs> it was great though. Well, I mean, they are a good team, and. Uh... I, I think I'm always I'm just going to resent them for the fact they beat the Dolphins in the in the period of time we don't discuss uh, because as of this week, uh, Tua is unbeaten as a starter, but also, also only as a finisher. So he's he's won every game he's he's started, but also finished. So if you just take like <laughs> take out the other one, there is one that's uh, uh, yeah where he had a little bit of a sleep during the match. Which is uh, frowned upon in the NFL. Yeah, you're not allowed to no, do. No, not allowed to no, sleep. Do not sleep during the game. No, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Or don't even like look tired. Uh, and if you can pretend you're not tired, you can go back on. Yeah. Um. What else did I put in my list of things? So, uh, I said, "What the fuck's going on with the Jags?" I don't really want to talk too much about the Jags. They're a boring team now. I didn't like that game. I thought that um, was uh, a boring game of football. Like. So the two, we've, we've just touched on it, but I think the Eagles and the Bills are genuinely great teams. Yes. Uh, potentially the Eagles have the opportunity to be historically great. Let's, let's see. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see week to week whether or not they'll go all the way with yeah. this zero. But like they, they look quite, you know, we're discussing inevitability. They look quite inevitable um, yeah. at the moment. It looks like there's not a lot that they that that's uh, fucking them up. No, definitely. Uh, I mean, they just we'll see. The um the the lions are so bad that I don't understand if you're a cornerback and you play or a safety and you play for the lions. How do you like go to sleep at night? Do you, yeah. do you do you just are you just haunted constantly at night by nightmares of just balls zipping over your head or like receivers blitzing past you? Because uh I mean the 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 dolphins in hindsight during the game, I know you're a bit nervous, but in hindsight, of course it was gonna happen that the most mental pass attack in the league just like 
went all over the lines because the Lions score so many fucking points. You know, like the the the, the Lions are so that they're, they're they're one of the highest scoring offenses in the um in the league. Um, they've scored so many points. Now, Jared Goff is actually quietly having a really good season. Yeah, he is. I mean, shit. Like, because he had, he was swapped, right? And everyone's like, ah, what a terrible decision the Lions have made. He's having a quietly really good season. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter because the Lions defenders can't stop a single thing. What's What's really funny about about that is is the um, I texted you during the game, and I'm like, ah, oh, just the day scored like 27 points in the first half, and then they the Dolphins shut them out in the second half, and it was quite uh, it was quite cool to watch because the Dolphins. I don't think they they lost their head. I think they were like, all right, well, we got to score some points. I think that the yes, there were some some blown coverages and the the, the defense was set up badly, and the Dolphins gave away a mm. hundred penalties. But Tua was throwing some good balls. He was threading the needle. There was some stuff like balls going places where only he could only Tyreek could catch. Them. He played a very good game. But the problem is, I was watching. And I was like, I'm I'm nervous. We're conceding a lot here. I just got to wait for them to 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 lines it up a little bit, and all of a sudden they start to fuck up, and and you're just looking at that score, and then it goes down and down, and then all of a sudden uh, they lose they lose convincingly, and that's the thing about the game is the game was back and forth and very exciting to watch, a good game for the neutral as they like to say, and then mm. just the dolphins the dolphins won, it actually looked it it looks quite easy, whether or not it's actually you know, adapting to the offense that you they they put in front of you. Maybe theirs is a bit too one-dimensional. Because I mean, but neither team ran the ball at almost like a hard hardly ever during that game. And um so yeah, once you start the once dolphins, you where they're going. I noticed the dolphins uh, picked up a running back in their um in their trade. So I'm wondering whether whether that's well, kind of we got rid of a running back as well, though, which is really confusing. Oh, it was like okay. we got like a less good running back, but we still need another guy, um, which kind of, you know it kind of makes sense um, that if you want to do it like that, like the Dolphins, essentially what the Dolphins did, they got Chase Edmonds, who I think has only been here for like half a season, who was only there for half a season, very good running back, very quick, um, and they they were like, ah, he's got a bit of stock. Let's get rid of him. Let's pick up um, mm. Chubb the, because we need help in that region defence. You texted me that we signed Nick Chubb and I thought I was going to fucking have a heart attack. <laughs> I was so hyped because I love Nick Chubb. He's the only brown I like. We can move on to... Yeah, so, uh, the, Dolph- so the Dolphins uh, traded away for the draft picks and they did this to get Tyreek before... And they did it to get Armstead as well. We basically gave up quite a lot of draft picks. Yeah, a couple of years removed, a year removed from getting Waddle and and Tua, and basically the, the people you you essentially roll the dice. And we've seen this across the league all over the years of like, is this guy who's absolutely lights out in college going to be anywhere near the level? And like, Dolphins have a defender, Bonman. Hey, I can't pronounce his name. He was he's shit, and people hate him. And he was a very high draft pick. So what the Dolphins, the Dolphins' new strategy in the back office uh, was summarised by um, Xavier Howard's quote, which said, uh, fuck them picks, uh, which I think is brilliant. So basically, the Dolphins are like, you know what, let's, let's, let's invest our, our um, uh, collateral. Let's, not collateral. Fuck them picks. That's yeah, really, it's really funny. That's the opposite of the Ravens approach normally. Anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah, look for the guy. They like. Uh, they like. We've got all of this. All of this um, draft stock. Let's get something that's proven and then slot mm. it in where we need, rather than find some kid who's going to take two years to get up to speed, and then by yeah. then your whole offense might have moved on. Like it's um, it's part of rolling the dice. But then again, you know, you could pick up just like some real good great player like uh, Josh Allen and stuff. Yeah, let's talk about Josh fucking Allen as well. Him inevitability, I think, is is something that I, I, I'm a big passionate fan of talking about. And the difference between the inevitability of how Tua throwing to Tyreek looks compared to um, Allen throwing to Diggs is mm. like 
I, I kind of feel, even though as a Dolphins fan, I, I'm behind Tua and I, I love him as a quarterback, and it's, he throws the ball up. I'm like, ah, come on, that's that's not going to, that can't possibly work. And then they score, you know, there's thousands of yards receiving. When it looks so effortless when Josh Allen steps back and throws that ball and drops it on the fingertips of Diggs in stride. Like, they are breathtaking to watch. They're like prime Brady, Randy Moss. Uh, they're like um, Harrison and, and Peyton Manning. Uh, they are very, very fucking good. And that's mm. why they won again. And, um, yeah, you've got to be, if you're, if you're a Bills fan now, this is, yeah. I feel like whenever you get the other side of October and you start, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up, very big day in American football, or, and you're and you you're looking at a team. And you're like, oh, we we we're, we're very 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 good, and I hmm. think they're at that point now where it's like this could be this. The I'd be if I was a Bills fan, I'd start to be getting very excited now because it looks it looks pretty inevitable. The other thing that you'd be doing is you're looking at the other side of the draw and you're like, is anyone good? And you're looking at like potentially uh, Eagles Bills, which I think would be, I mean, a lot of the times the Super Bowls will cancel each other out. You know, there'll be a bit of a dud. But I think that is that's mm. I think I think that's gonna be spectacular if it if it happens. <laughs> I think I think it would be. Like I honestly, I I want them to make it. I don't want them to I obviously want the Ravens to win to get to Super Bowl, but I I want the Bills to get there. I, I want them to it's gonna be it would be so spectacular if it did. Yeah. Um there's um they're just a just a very good team. And I think Depends how many bites. Oh yeah, this is the thing I was looking up. Like, so he is huge, Josh Allen. Uh, how much does he weigh? Right. So he weighs in height. Mm. Right. So Josh Allen uh, in UK numbers is uh, one point nine six meters and one hundred and eight kilos, which I think is like six five two hundred and thirty pounds, something like that. Like, uh, that's a big boy. That's a big mm. dude. And and he can run. He actually showed, I think he had two very, very strong runs. I think he scored one touchdown on, on his feet. Um, he's not afraid to get in there either. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a very scary prospect. And um, and I think this is the kind of thing where people go, people then look at like, they go, oh, two is tiny. He's not fit for the fo- football field. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe you're right. Because him and Justin Herbert are both pushing two meters and weigh... Uh, you know, weigh as much as a uh, Renault Twingo and they're coming at you really fast but can also thread the needle on the ball. Um, mm. Yeah, the Bills are scary. Uh, it'd be funny if the Dolphins beat them in the running. Um, but I put that, uh, that, didn't, that wasn't English at all. Um, I said at the beginning of the year when the Dolphins played the Bills uh, that when it came down to it, the season will be over for the Bills by the time they play again. And I think it's definitely going to be that. Unless something unbelievable happens to them, they lose Josh, they lose a player. I think if they play in the on the 18th of December, uh, mm. you know, three games before the end of the season, um, I don't think they're going to be having a, they're going to have a lot to play for by then. Um, I think they'll already have home field advantage sewn up. I don't think anyone's close to them on the NF, uh, on the AFC. They'll be first seed, no problem. Um, so yeah, I think the Dolphins, the Dolphins all. Um, be, at least be in for a game on the 18th of December rather than like just going to the... Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. It's going to be good stuff. Mm. Um, that was like, I think, as, as other, oh yeah, I wanted to just very briefly touch on how unbearably horrible Browns versus Bengals was on Monday, uh, oh. just from an eyeball point of view. I get that it's Halloween, but that's too much orange, man. That's gross. Come up with some other colours. Um, yeah. It, also, the Bears were wearing stupid orange helmets, and I normally like uh, when people use alternative coloured helmets. It's too much orange, boys. We don't have a lot of orange in uh, football in the in the UK. Like we got Luton and we've got Blackpool, and then that's I, pretty much it. I tell you what, I like I, I like to see orange, but it's got to be sparse. It's like you got to you know the the Netherlands, yes, classics. Netherlands classic orange kit, fucking lit, right? However. The if people just start wearing orange around, I just don't think it's like I don't think it like tracks fully as a 
as a regular kit color. No, and particularly when your bo both your helmets are orange, and you're both just from very depressing cities. Uh, did you see that? Um, did you see when um, speaking of orange in Chicago? Do you see that they turned their river orange uh, for St Patrick's Day one one year? <laughs> wow, <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> they were like, they're like St Patrick's Day. We've turned our river orange, and all the and every on Irish is like, uh, sorry, what? <laughs> um, Dave Matthews turned their river brown once. They accidentally opened their uh, bus toilet, uh, like out shoot, like on the bridge, and it just poured Dave Matthews band shit into the Chicago River. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. Just I've been. To, have you been to Chicago? It's amazing. It's, it's a fucking brilliant place. I went to. I went to I went to the beach uh, on the um, on the on the lake, and I was like, oh, I could do with an ice cream. And I saw quite far away on the beach there was an ice cream van, and I get up to it, and it was ribs. Uh, so a nice hot day with a nice hot <laughs> portion of ribs rather than a nice refreshing ice cream. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, what else is what's what what else do we want to speak about? Um, I would like to talk about uh, some American adverts. Yes. Yeah, let's um, let's let's finish up with some American adverts and, and then NFL player of the day, NFL player name of the week because yeah, yeah. he makes me smile. Um, right, so uh, the NFL adverts. Uh, I was watching the game and there's there's some great adverts going on at the moment. First of all, Arby's, uh, just the worst fast food place in America, uh, and it's so much so that they're like leaning into it as a meme. They're just like it's just weird. They got they were famous for making like a roast beef sandwich. And you, if you imagine like getting a roast beef sandwich, but from the equivalent of a bad McDonald's, that's right. Arby's. But they released the chicken sandwich, man, as being advertised on, on the telly, which is like a spicy sandwich. And this has, right, spicy chicken, obviously, has a spicy salsa right. dressing, yeah, but also has a spicy bun. Uh, Arby's, Arby's don't give a shit doing a, putting a spicy bun in there. Um, and they're just their, their theme. They're like tagline is Arby's. We've got the meats. Um, <laughs> fine. I went yes. to an Arby's. I went to an Arby's once in uh, Gainesville, and it was weird. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about Goff uh, doing it himself, like um, uh, like Nelson in the American football episode of The Simpsons. So uh, Goff threw the ball. It got tipped, and then it bounced immediately back into his hands, and he ran for a gain of one yard. Which means he it, on the the stat sheet it yes. will say yeah, pass got reception Goff reception Goff one yard which is I mean in the episode of The Simpsons Nelson's so good at American football that he throws like a rainbow up into the air and then catches it for a touchdown so not quite that but it's still pretty fucking cool uh, yeah. the other thing is I uh, American adverts American Christmas adverts have started which I am such a big fan of and I, I you know you can you can judge a lot about a, a nation by its christmas adverts right mm. so you know england we've always got that like the famous tear-jerking uh yeah. solemn borderline depressing uh, what this... a nightmare like john lewis advert yeah. america kind of how many yeah america are just like buy a fucking car from us buy a car mm. you've got enough money to buy a car and i've got like the words December to remember sales event just in my brain all the time and that's what it's called and there's some lovely family getting gift like the the one part of the family goes outside and there's like a Lexus uh, with a massive bow on it and then it's just <laughs> car adverts and oh, um, so it started I'm very excited we get to hear all kinds of stuff like that the um, all the different sales events they're doing uh, American Christmas adverts are absolutely banging and I'm really stoked about that um but yeah, so I didn't really, I focused on the game to an extent. I was hyped that it was a 5.30 kickoff. Uh, so I did a, I did the um, uh, the maths for that, but I didn't do maths for the early game and I missed the first hour of um, uh, the Jags game. Um, so, but I noticed during the Jags game, uh, so I, I, I tuned in just before halftime and the coverage was done by ESPN. Mm. And ESPN have a feature, right? This is, the, the most insane piece like journalistic thing I've ever seen right. in sports. They've got an on-field reporter whose job it is to run up to the team as they're leaving the field to go to the, the locker room at halftime and then ask them fucking questions about how shit they are. <laughs> so 
the 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 as a person the 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 reporter runs up to the um runs up to the broncos grabs the head coach who's doing the kind of head coach like little waddle that they print this like pretending to run and mm. they're like and she's just like why isn't russell wilson playing as well as you thought he would which is like it's like the biggest fuck you in football just like hey he's got and the guy was incredibly earnest in his response just goes hey i'm not gonna lie he's not where i we thought he would be which was equally as bad because russell wilson's probably only a few feet in front of him um it's i thought that was bizarre it would be like (laughs) interviewing uh interviewing like a formula one driver during a pit stop he's like hey you're not really winning the race right now are you he's like fuck off um imagine yeah imagine like interviewing um Jose Mourinho as he comes off like at halftime losing 2-0 in a game they were expecting to win. Uh, but that also compounded by the fact that he will have that like, has awful jet lag for having flights. <laughs> yeah. And he's in Wembley. Um, as opposed to the uh, the good stadium in that, in North London, which is the Spurs one. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's everything that I I picked up from the one game, one and a half games of football I watched this week. Um, I've got two potential name of the weeks. Um, I've got Dwan uh, Smoot, which I think is just a funny name. Uh, it doesn't really go very well. But for me, it goes to the Seattle Seahawks cornerback. Mm. Uh, one, Michael Jackson, um, because I love it so much that he's called Michael Jackson. Uh, because every single time they say his name, they're fucking saying it in a funny way. Like they, they try and hide it, the commentators. And they're like, oh, what great play from Michael Jackson. <laughs> Uh, it's just wonderful that there's a play. It's like a, it's like the Arrested Development joke with the son being called George Michael. It, the guy's called Michael Jackson. There's no hiding it. You can't rebrand yourself, Mike Jackson. You are Michael Jackson. Yeah, you you are Michael Jackson. That's the <laughs> yeah. You could. That's... There's only one Michael Jackson, and it's unfortunate that you share a name with him. Uh, yeah, but that's that's the way it is. That's the way it is. NFL Player Name of the Week. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Technically, though, I, I I want to throw a curveball out here. Technically, I will say doesn't fit the original parameter of NFL name of the week, which is a name of someone. Uh, which it, and uh, the parameter was that person could only be an NFL player. Oh yeah, no, that's true. Which I've completely, <laughs> I, I've completely. It's, it's now just going to become which names do we like? Yeah, uh, NFL fixtures. I don't know why I type fixtures in, like, but Google knows what I'm talking about. There's no such thing as NFL fixtures. There's NFL schedules. What's going on next week? Uh, oh my god, nothing. Oh, Jets Bills. Jets Bills. Um, oh. Jets Bills. They'll, they'll get smoked. Um, LA Rams versus Buccaneers. That'll be bollocks. Uh, Saints Ravens is the Monday night game. Um, Ravens. I mean, Ravens should be winning that one. Yeah. Uh Raiders Jags, that's going to be shit. This is we are we are in um bye week hell at the moment. Yeah, like we we had our bye week this week and then um we have yeah, ages. We got the Monday night game, but it's against the Saints whatever. I don't think this is a good slate of games next week. Um uh, maybe the Cardinals Seahawks might be interesting. Chiefs Titans, but the Chiefs are going to fucking smoke them. Yeah. Like if anything interesting happens, for next week's podcast, it will be because something unexpected happened. Yeah. You know, like, if the Chiefs got defeated by the Titans or the Jets, like, for some reason, just, like, started Joe Flacco and he, like, beat the Bills or some shit, that, like, some mad shit like that, that would be the story. I mean, Texans should just stay at home if against the Eagles on Thursday night. Just, there's no need to go. I don't think we've, um, I, I, I think Texans are the... The least mentioned team. Oh, by yeah, by in this I, in this podcast, I could probably name any every. I could probably name every team's starting quarterback. At least, I yeah. can't tell you who's the starting quarterback for the Texans. Um, uh, it's Davis Mills, isn't it? But who, it is Davis Mills. Who the fuck is, <laughs> fuck I, is Davis I, Mills? Oh, they're doing like a full rebuild, right? Aren't yeah, they? yeah. So they're doing that thing where they always say they don't do it, where they they lose on purpose. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, he's, you know, he's well he, in his career. He's twenty-three touchdowns to fifteen interceptions, which for a bollocks quarterback, that's actually not too bad. Yeah, ah, good for him. That's um, I, I will support them in their um, futile journey to Philadelphia, where they're going to get absolutely humiliated uh, that- by the, the Eagles. The mad thing about so actually a quick thing before we finish is um, the mad thing about that we we've talked a little bit about tanking before right the mad thing about tanking is that the player is that it must be so shit because a few teams are sort of doing it you can see in the trade deadline teams that know they they're losing are, are offloading their star players for draft picks so they can get like loads of draft picks and start again basically yeah but it must be like given how physical the game is. And how much you must put, you have to put your body on the line to play. It must be so shit to fucking play, like for uh, those teams. It must be I, like yeah. having some like 400 pound behunt for like charging at you. And you just been like, cool, when well, my team doesn't even want to win. I think for the most part, the, the, the guys on the field want to win but mainly mm. they want to play well for themselves because you know the nfl is very it's very easy to to not have a job almost instantly so when you're in a shit team you have to be mm. playing very well otherwise you'll be cut from the shit team and then you're probably never going to come back so you need to keep you need to get some film of you playing well you also need to win your personal battles but the problem is is when you're when you've got because dolphins have done this before dolphins have done this a couple of times since i've watched them when they're when the office when the back office and when everyone above you and coaching staff when they've made the decision to rebuild the team whether or not they're going hey let's purposefully lose five games in the end of the season so we can Mm. get this guy whether or not that actually happens is up up for debate but if like the texans and if like the the uh the panthers you can clearly see that they have absolutely zero belief in you going to work Mm. must be fucking bollocks oh yeah uh, yeah, I, I honestly think that like um, I honestly just think that like I, I I think for those as you say like I think those players they must just be like fuck we like if the team wants to start afresh we also want to start afresh and the only way of doing that is to like try and play well. Yes. Also, you also don't want to lose every single game. I don't think anyone uh, can still, but like that the the times that it's happened is. Uh, yeah, it's really, really fucking Lions, uncomfortable. The Lions have done it. The Lions, yeah. When, when the Lions lost every game and they were walking into the, the tunnel after that last game, mm. you could tell that, like, the, you could tell that it was so fucked. Like, obviously, we talked about the dream of the NFL and then your dream ending in, mm. in Detroit, but just like, it's got to suck to you not even win a, one game in a season. And that could be your only, mm. your only shot at the NFL is that one year, but you spent it in, in, um, <laughs> in Detroit losing losing I think at the time 16 times yeah alrighty right, that was um, depressing that's fine let's uh, <laughs> we'll have a nice we'll, we'll, next week we'll have loads to talk about with all of the wonderful wonderful games that are on offer yeah um, anyway right. thanks guys talk thanks to guys you later. speak bye-bye. soon bye